All right, everybody. If you don't know what that is, that is the Liberty University fight song. Welcoming you Woo! here. <laughs> welcoming you here to the Cato and Church podcast. Uh, we are so glad that you have tuned in to us live. If you are live, uh, of course, we will have this on all of our podcast platforms, uh, either later this evening or tomorrow. But uh, Cato is with us this week, and uh, he was not Good here. Like, uh, we're glad you're back, Cato. Uh, he was not able me, to be here last week. Go let ahead, me apologize buddy. for the glare. I, I, we got a new light here in this studio, and I feel like that I'm just glowing. Well, you, you, uh, you, you are glowing. <laughs> well, he can't. He he can't help that, Coach Dot. Look at that head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. That's what's shining off of him. But uh, just uh, so uh, everybody will know, we have a special uh, guest again this evening, and we are so glad and so honored to have uh, Dr. Coach uh, Dot Richardson on the Cato and Church podcast. Um, she is just a legend. A, uh, she, she is a legend. She is yeah. a legend, and... She is a, a two-time, I know, gold medal winner, head softball coach at Liberty University for the Lady Flames, um, and so many more accolades that we could – I mean, they just wasn't – I don't think we'd have enough time for them, Doc. No need to bring them up. <laughs> but listen, we are so glad that you are here and uh, that you would take uh, some of your time uh, to spend with us. I will say this, and uh, the producers of this podcast – uh, come to me and they said, look, they said, um, would you want, uh, Dr. Dot Richardson or LeBron James, uh, for a guest? And I looked and I said, who's LeBron James? <laughs> <laughs> so we went with, uh, we went with you, Dr. Dot. We would rather have you as our guest on the podcast. And so we're glad you're here. Well, how sweet. LeBron James would have been great, too. <laughs> but uh, I also want to say this. Um, I just want to know maybe if your husband has been praying for patience. Bob, get over here. Say hi. <laughs> here comes Bob. We are live. Here he is. Is he praying for patience? I want to know if he's been praying for patience. <laughs> because... And the reason I say that, Mr. Bob, and asking whether you've been praying for patience, because I know that I have worried you to death with emails. No, you haven't worried me. We get them all the time. You're good. <laughs> well, I appreciate you working with It's just with not us. easy to, to pin her down. I understand. Sure. I understand that. So well, we are so glad. I'm so thankful that you worked with me, and, uh, and, it's, no good to, and it's good to meet you, sir. Yeah. Thank God bless you. you guys. Thank you very much. Isn't God great? bless you. Um, <laughs> I also want to say this. Uh, it was back in June. Uh, can I call you Coach? Absolutely. Okay. It was it was back in June, Coach, that my wife and I made a trip to Lynchburg. It was kind of around our anniversary week, and my wife is a big fan. She when she uh -huh. when she started playing softball uh, in high school. Uh, and then she went and played college for Gardner Webb. I don't know if you've ever heard of Gardner Webb. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to brag on my wife just a minute. Okay. And then I'm going to get back to what I was going to say. But uh, Gardner Webb has a banner in the gym for, I believe it was 1996. 
97, I believe. Was it 97? I think it was 97. I believe it was 1997. And if I'm, and I think I'm correct in this, it's the only banner that they have for winning a conference tournament in softball. And my wife was part of the team. Congratulations. So I just, I think that that, that's just awesome. But we, we come to Lynchburg, uh, several weeks ago on our anniversary trip. We just wanted to go up there and we went around the campus and, um, we, we were broke hoping, into the softball field. Well, yeah, we broke into the softball field, and uh, we got there. Now, there was a gate open, but I guess you could say we still broke in because we went in. But uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if anybody told you about it, but we, we, we were there. We come, and we walked around campus. We went to the softball uh, field because we wanted to see that. And on the two whiteboards in the dugouts, we left you a note on both whiteboards. Now, I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if anybody saw it. Don't know if you have cameras that you could go back and check that it's there. But I, we left you two notes on both those whiteboards. So, I just wanted to let well, you... Well, tell me what it said. One of... I think the one I put up was, Dot, you're the best. And my wife put up... Oh, I cannot remember the one she put up. Something similar to that. Something similar to that. I think I put mine up on the first base dugout. And hers was the one on the third base dugout. Well, I can't say that I saw it for sure, but that is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And so, uh, just confirmation that Garden Web win was in '96. '96. That was okay. so we were just a year off. And my wife, she's she's afraid that she would get on here and get tongue tied. And so she. Oh come on! She should have been on here. Go so, get her. So she, uh, she, she's uh, written something down that she wanted my son to read to you, and uh, so I'm going to let him do that right quick. Well, what she wanted to say before she went off and, like they say, got tongue tied. Uh, she she wanted to say the first time she remembers seeing you, she was at Gardner Webb in the '90s, and her softball coach had an autographed poster of you in a, I guess, softball game hanging on her wall. So that's how she got familiar. I mean, obviously, you were famous back in the day, so you, obviously she knew who you were, but that picture was kind of reminded her pretty much that she knew who you were. So, And actually, the coach of that of my mama's coach at Gardner Webb, she still has that poster hanging up in her house to this day. Wow. <laughs> from, 90, wow. from 96 all the way till now, so she still has it. And... uh she also wanted to say that uh, she's glad you're a softball coach because my mom was actually a softball coach for Blacksburg High School that's near our house. So she coached coached at one time too, and uh, she appreciates your stand of Christ, and she just wanted to say hello to you. Oh, my gosh. You better say hello to your mama. That <laughs> was so sweet. I'm well, a- 1996, for all viewers, that was the first Olympics ever to yep. host softball in the Olympic Games. And uh, – what what a year that was and what a moment that was as we search for, you know, showing the gifts God's given us at the highest stage in our sport. And we happened to win the Olympic gold medal and fulfilled a lot of dreams, opened a lot of doors for the future. And uh, I tell you, when you're part of doing what God's plan is and it unfolds before you, uh, you just there's this peace about it. There's this freedom about it. And it was so awesome when you recognize the moment wasn't about you. It wasn't about even your team. It was about something bigger. And we were a part of that, making history, opening doors of opportunity, and just sharing the light of what God uh, 
has given each and every one of us. Well, that's that's awesome. I, yeah. Uh, what was it like to you when when you were when you were picked to to be on that team? Wow. And, and you were going to go and represent the country because it seems like nowadays that there's some who may be going to the Olympics that doesn't seem to take. Uh, it's not like they're maybe they're not as proud to do it as people used to. What was it? What was it like for you to go and represent the country in softball? Well, to put it in perspective, when I was seven years old, I saw the Olympics on TV for the first time, and I saw a pole vaulter go over a bar. And when he landed on the mat, the momentum brought him up. And when he looked up, he saw the bar hadn't fallen and his arms went up in the air because he realized he had captured the Olympic gold. And then as I'm watching TV, you see the camera scanning the Coliseum and everyone's chanting USA, USA. <laughs> well, as a seven-year-old girl that night, I went to bed and I had a dream. And in my dream, I was standing on a podium and I bent down an Olympic gold medal was put around my neck. I'm seven <laughs> years old. So imagine in all the United States Pan American Games, World Championships, every time a gold medal was put around my neck, as humbled and as blessed as I felt, I still in the back of my mind said, I thought the dream was an Olympic gold medal. 27 years later from that dream as a seven-year-old, as we're all in a hotel after one week, of trying out for the first ever United States Olympic team. And remember though, it had taken months before as you're going through the tryout process, but we're at the final tryouts. I walked down the hallway of the hotel to the last room at the very end. And when I was met by the executive director of the, of the ASA, um, Don Porter, he had shown the 15 chosen to represent all he'd ever dreamt of this opportunity. And as I went through the names and I saw mine, I can tell you there was a little tear that <laughs> dropped for a second. But the most overwhelming feeling at that time was look at all the women who are deserving to be Olympians, but never given the chance. And as I was walking back, you just hear the tears of those that were not selected mm. and hear the joy of those that were and to be honest, in a moment of fulfilling a dream, at least getting it started to see if we could capture that Olympic gold medal, it was very humbling to the point of recognizing that, wow, we were chosen, right, to represent. And my husband and I are watching, I know it does, it's not the same thing, but we're watching Chosen, Yeah. right? I don't mm -hmm. know if you yeah, watched yeah, that, yeah. Chosen oh, as yeah. the Disciples of I Jesus Christ. And all of us as believers, um, and if you're not a believer, I challenge you to study, study, investigate, and make an educated decision. That's right. Because one way or another, you're either, as Jesus said, you're for me or against me. That's right. right? There's no, no lukewarm in between. And make that decision to be with Christ, to be with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for eternity, or to be with Satan for eternity. That's right. It's your choice, right? We know the winning team. Right. Um, but at that moment, it was one of those that, yes, love sports, love it. But what I love about it the most is that I feel um, it's kind of like the movie Chariots of Fire, right? If you've watched that one, make sure you do, where 
the runner says, when I run, I feel God's pleasure, right? He made, because God made me fast and God made me an athlete, right? I just love, I love sports. And here softball was the one in high school. I played volleyball, basketball, softball, track and field and tennis. But it was softball where I'm fulfilling the dream I had as a seven-year-old girl. Yeah. Um, so yes, I am proud to be an American I'm proud of this country, this nation. I'm just proud because it's founded on God. That's right. And that is true freedom. That's you know, it right. cracks you up, you guys. It's like the secular world will use that saying, uh, the truth will set you free. Like, and they say, don't lie, right? Be true. No, who said that? That, that, that was Christ. Jesus. That was, yeah, that was Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Right. Jesus said that. That's right. <laughs> the truth shall set you free. But what is the truth? He is the he truth. He is the truth. That's right. right. That's but exactly. wow, how we flip things around, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, the temptations right. of the world is what? Worldly temptations, mm -hmm. you know, drinking and, you know, with alcohol and drugs and vaping and smoking, all of these things are worldly things, money, prestige, fame. Then there's the flesh, right? The sins and temptations of the flesh. But also there's a demonic, satanic, um, you know, temptation. And one of those things, you know, it's really about, are we able to be strong in our faith with the truth right. and be able to stand boldly and have the, the armor of God on us to protect us from those temptations of the world to be able to say, no, I want to honor That's God, right. that my body is my temple, you know, and I can, you know, it's just amazing how the world will change things around and, and make you think that, wow, you must be not very tolerant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Hate, hate the sin. Yeah. Not the sinner. Love right. God, love people. But it doesn't mean you have to stand for sin and support sin. That's right. Not defined by us. We're not here to judge anybody, right? That's right. That's right. Exactly. And I think that's where as Christians we get a really bad rap. It's like, oh my gosh, like you have moral standards. Like who's the moral standards? Well, they're God's our our creator, that's God's right. standards. Exactly. And we're just here to be obedient, that's right? right. And right. but it's not like you hate people. You love people, right? You just hate sin. <laughs> That's right. It's, it, almost like, it's almost like we've let the world define how the scriptures should be interpreted. Yeah. You know well, I mean? exactly. Tell me, tell me who is causing that. <laughs> That's right. Well, we know. We, hey, yeah. Yeah, Satan, Satan, no one talks about that. That's right. You're like, exactly right. right. It's like, we're all sinners and fall short of the God of, of God's glory. Of, we're all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. We right. all are. I am. Oh, we yeah. all are. That's right. So we're not here to judge anyone, but we are here to say, God, what do you want from the life you've given me? How can I honor you? How can each of us get to a point where we're ready to say, you are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, right. right? And we are on your team. That's right. Well, it's like you, it's, it's something you hit on just a little bit ago in, in, in our world, especially our country, uh, everybody they want the glory for themselves, but because we, we're all human, right? Exactly, and and, and it's but human the, nature, exactly. And so, but the scriptures tell us that what we do, and this is what my wife and I and 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 Cato as well that we're trying to teach our kids. We're even trying to we we're even trying to teach ourselves that what we do should bring God glory, whether yeah. it's playing softball, whether it's coaching softball, whether it's uh, working at Burger King, whatever. Whatever you do, you do it all for his glory because he's yeah. the only one that deserves it. I don't deserve any. 
<laughs> I don't deserve no. a bit. I'm fighting Paul. Uh, I'm fighting the Apostle Paul of being the chief of sinners. So, you know, and so, but I just, I, I just want what I want, what I do, what my children do, what my wife does. I want that to be bringing God the glory, you know? Well, this podcast, we're being like straight up and real. That's right. right? Yeah. Well, exactly. And, I, and I, we're real about this. That's right. If our relationship, not religion, right? Yeah. I hear this a lot. Like religion is man-made ways of um, worshiping. Yeah. Right. Having a structured denominations. Right. Yeah. And that's what Jesus said. And that's what got the Pharisees and the Sadducees upset, because really it's about a relationship that's right. with Jesus Christ. And if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ and God is number one in our lives. Right. God, the Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit is number one. Then we want to. That's right. We want to honor him and do his good works. That's right. Exactly. There are so many of us that call ourselves Christians and have this relationship, but turn people away from Jesus because of how we act and what we do and what we say. Oh yeah. Right. And the thing is that's hard because we're all, we all make mistakes, but people judge, right? Like you're judging others. (laughs) Well, you're a Christian and you're arguing about a parking spot or you're (laughs) arguing about this or that. And, so our human nature, we cannot do it alone. We can't. That's exactly You right. know, yeah. we can't do it alone. And that's what people just hate the sin, even sin in our own, own lives. But the difference is, as a believer, right? Yep. We recognize that was not appropriate, right? Like that was sin. Mm-hmm. And then now we're going to repent, meaning go 180 degrees the other <laughs> direction yeah. and ask forgiveness. Well, so Right? If you don't have the Lord, you don't. That's right. Ask for forgiveness. You don't think you did anything wrong. That's right. We, we have our Bible time each night with our kids and, uh, and they'll, one of the things my wife and my kids should say, because when we pray at the end, we, we do, we read some scripture and we sing a song and then we pray. And one of the things that I always pray for, cause I, cause I mean it and I don't do it just to be repetitious. I don't, I don't do it for that. But I do it because I mean it, and I pray it for all of us uh, individually and as and as a family as well. Is 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 Lord help me work in me that when I sin I hate it, that I know that I've sinned against you and that I loathe it, and help me not to do it again. You know, so yeah, uh, but yeah I mean it's powerful. But as Ephesians three twenty twenty one says, what? When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, right? When we know that we have sinned from Adam and Eve, and don't blame Adam and Eve if we were there. Yeah, you know, exactly. I would have yeah. done the same thing, right? <laughs> but the thing is that when we accept Jesus Christ, it, he's a perfect sacrifice, God himself, coming to earth to be killed as prophesied, right? right? Yep. On a cross, his blood had to be share, uh, shedded shed as a perfect lamb buried three days later rising from the dead with his glorified body resurrected believing in that as soon as you believe in that and accept him as your lord and savior right ask for forgiveness of your sin what yep he's in us the holy spirit is when that is within us yep right hallelujah and and what what ephesians 3 20 says what the power that's power that's right yeah we have power that's right and we don't seek it enough 
When right. did it, when did you come to Christ? Can you well, share a little bit I about knew, that? I knew Christ. Uh, I could tell you five, six years of age because my my mom. I saw it with my mom particularly, and how she led it, you know with our family. But I I mean I'm just like everybody else. I mean I look at my teenage years and. It was all about four years, like, what am I doing in four years from now? What am I doing in four years from now from education and going, you know, to UCLA and then playing ball and playing for the United States and in medical school, all of that. So I can tell you that my faith, I always believed in Jesus Christ and accepted him and was saved. But what were my works? What was I doing? And I can tell you being at Liberty University, just in all the things that had led up to that moment in my life and what is it all about, even seeing it in my husband and his transformation and growth, my, I become a lot bolder I, because I've become more educated about my Lord and Savior, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. uh, so I can tell you that I am more on fire. <laughs> I look at what happened with COVID and where we're at, it brought me closer to the Lord, studying prophecy of the Bible, in times, yeah. things that are happening, the signs of the times and where we are, how this generation, you have your son next to you, has never been targeted by Satan as much right. as this generation is right now. Right. Why? Because the Bible tells us Satan knows his time is coming to an end, That's right. that he needs to, and quicker than ever, we're closer than ever. And he's trying to grab as many souls. And it's just it's heartbreaking to see people not coming closer to the Lord, but also knowing that, man, there's a lot on fire right now spreading the gospel because it is real. It is oh, yeah. like, yeah. keep your eyes on Israel. I mean, keep them on yeah. Jerusalem and the Temple Mount, baby. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Donald, I, I would like to ask you to share a little bit about when you came to uh, Liberty. Now, right, I, I, I saw a couple of videos you were talking about. You were down in Florida, and you were on the on the edge of maybe getting into politics. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you you're praying, Lord, if this is, I mean, because that's it's pretty big. I produce what I do during the morning time is I produce a conservative political talk show. I produce it, chime in a little bit every now and then. So, what I understand about politics is uh, this in general: it's not the answer. At the end of the day, that's not the answer. Jesus is the answer. And we, we can talk, we talk politics all day long and they're, they're talking about solutions, but the truth of the matter is Jesus is the ultimate solution when it comes down to it. And you're never going to get there at the end of the day through politics. But, but anyway, I just wanted you to share, if you, if you don't mind, share a little bit about what happened when you first came to Liberty. Well, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. And I had my practice and I became an executive of a hospital helping to run a 300 acre sports health and education campus called the National Training Center, right outside of Orlando in Claremont. And everything was great. My husband and I, after the 2000 Olympics in Sydney, we got married in 2001 and everything was great. Then all of a sudden there was a change in administration and with Obamacare, the hospital is looking at it as a not-for-profit. What do we do with this sport entity? And the decision was to take each of the venues and have a not-for-profit run it. So I was given a six-month termination notice from my job to be able to form a not-for-profit to run a softball venue that I happened to raise money for to construct and put partnerships together. 
So as soon as that happened, and I'm telling you all, for those of you that are believers and those of you that are ready to find out more to, to really give your life and trust the Lord, you, you now when things happen in your life go, okay, Lord, what do you have planned for me? Like, what's the next step? And I knew that moment, right? Well, what happened, I would then about a week later, as I'm getting my not-for-profit and everything ready to go, um, you know, with the IRS, all this stuff you have to do, I was approached to run for mayor. And then a few days later, I was asked by a group to run for county commissioner for Lake County in Florida. So I talked to my husband, Bob, right? And I was like, honey, what do you think? He goes, well, how about county commissioner have the not-for-profit, right, to run the softball venue? Because there's a part of me that says, do I get back into medicine? You know, what do I, you know, surgery and all that? Well, gave it to the Lord. And I have to say, I really thought it was going to be politics because when I told the group that I was, I would think about running for a Lake County commissioner, they said, if you enjoy politics, we want to support you to run for U.S. Senate for the state of Florida in five years. Wow. That just doesn't happen, right? I'm like, no. okay, I'm getting into politics. God wants me into politics. <laughs> so in prayer, the night, 11 o'clock at night, Heavenly Father, how can I serve you more? You already have me. You have my soul, you have my heart, you have my life. I said, but I don't know how much longer I'll be on earth. How can I serve you more? If it's politics, whatever it is, I just pray like you ask us to pray, make it perfectly clear what you want me to do to serve you. The next morning at nine o'clock, out of the blue, I get a phone call on my cell. It's the athletic director from Liberty University. And when he said, they're the largest Christian university in the world. My jaw dropped because instantly I remembered the prayer the night before. And then he said, the previous coach had retired. We're looking for a coach to replace him. It has a name in the game and who can bring some instant credibility to the program. He said, financially, we'll you know give you the support to get there. And I said, well, you know, where do you want the program to be? He said, top 25 in the nation, Lord willing to win World Series championships. And at the end of the conversation, I said, well, sir, you may not realize this. I have never had coached in college before. And he said, we realize that, but we feel the Lord is bringing us to you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then make it perfectly clear, right? Yeah. I called Bob and he goes, this is a God thing. We've got to do it. When does your husband or reverse it with your wife? They say, yes, let's go move. <laughs> this is right. a God thing, right? Yeah. Um, so we did. And we came to That's Liberty, awesome. very humble campus. It was, but the Lord promises you when you seek him, he, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to find him. That's right. So you right? Ne- He's you knocking never, at you, the door. So you never and, had a lot of interest in, in, in coaching. I mean, prior, I mean, I'm sure you've been involved somewhat with softball at post- uh, Olympic days and all that. I'm sure you've still kind of been involved, but you never really had any interest in, in going to well, the coaching level or I coached um, when I got my master's degree at Adelphi university and loved it. And then I gave it to the Lord again and said, okay, I can go to medical school. I can get into corporate fitness. I could go professional golf. You know, I could coach. And the two coaching jobs I applied to at the time said, well, you don't have enough experience. And I got into a couple of medical schools. And so I went to medicine. I felt the Lord was leading me there. 
I did coach and help coach, instruct and teach travel ball, you know, helping right. there. And my husband and I coached the Dots Diamonds for, you know, like a year. Um, but really, you know, it was, uh, I had did not, I wasn't really that qualified in regards to job description, but I definitely was in regards to my experience, you know, playing, you know, softball at the highest levels of the game. Right. But I mean, it was totally, the Lord wants me here. And I have to tell you guys how faithful the Lord is. And it's not about winning or losing. But when I talk about when we started eight years ago at Liberty, there were people laughing, you know, behind my back and telling my assistants that there's no way Liberty Saul will be any good. There's <laughs> no way that we're going to be in the top 25. There's no way. And I mean, to the point where one of my assistants came to me with tears saying, oh, she just said that there's no way we, we could ever be any good. And I'm like, that's why we're going to be, because it's not us. God, is, God has this program. We finished this season 25th, ranked 25th in the nation. Yeah, And y'all whipped Tennessee too, let me just say. Well, <laughs> my big thing is it's just about you – know, are we doing in our lives what we know the Lord is wanting us to do? Amen. And a lot of people can say, wow, you walked away from medicine. You walked away from politics. You're coaching, coaching. But I have never felt more fulfilled in doing God's work. And so proud. I always said if I ever were to coach in college, that I'd have to be at a university that I believe in, that I can sell knowing that it's going to be the best place for these young girls to come. And I, I am proud of being a part of what God is doing in, in, in my life and with our program and Liberty University. And I tell you, are we targeted? Absolutely. But what did Jesus say? You know, you're going to be, you would blessed be. are you who are persecuted yeah. in my name. That's right. Yeah. That, you that, guys be ready. The persecution is coming. It's going to come hard. Oh, yeah. And it's going to come fast. Expect it. That's exactly right. Uh, that brings me talking about that. And I noticed, like I said, my wife and I got married back in 2002. And, of course, during the courtship, you know, she's telling me she's played softball and so on and so forth. And kind of got me interested just a little bit in it. And uh, now I'm going to tell you what, I was a good slow pitch softball player coach. I'm going to tell you what, you ever get one of them teams, you let me know. Hey, I'm 50. <laughs> My but husband I, is really good, too. He's a great pitcher and slow pitch. Yeah. I'm, I'm 50, but I, I can say, hey, listen, I can still run them down. But anyway, <laughs> uh, and so and th then this year, my daughter, she's 11, and she's played a couple of years of basketball. And then my wife had kind of like maybe like last year, she said, you know, I'd like for Kaylee to play softball because she played softball. And so, and I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And because I'm one of these parents, I'm, I'm a realist. And so if I, if I didn't think uh, that my kid could play, uh, could play softball or what have you, after seeing her play this past spring, which was her first season of playing any, uh, you know, I would have told my wife, look, she needs to take up dance. She needs to, 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 to do something else other than that, because she just ain't going to be any good at it. We don't need her out there to be embarrassed and so on and so forth. I'm just, I'm just, I ain't one of them parents that says she's the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, but anyway, 
then this year, uh, when she done that, uh, I just would come home and I would, uh, I got, uh, would see the games on TV and then it come, uh, end of the season tournaments and I watched some of those. Uh, and then of course the, the world series and, you know, leading up to that. And it was like, my kids was like, well, we can't get daddy to do anything, but watch women's softball. <laughs> and so, but, and, and, but as I was doing that, I mean, I love it now. I'm absolutely in love with women's softball. I love it. I love it better than baseball. I could watch it. I wished it was on 24-7. I love it. That's and, exciting. And, uh, and Cato, Cato had two girls that, that plays. And uh, one's still playing. Exactly. One, one of his is still playing for in, in high school. But at, and I was watching that, and we were watching the game, and I, and I can't remember who you guys were playing. I, I can't remember who it was because we have some friends that have attended Liberty. Uh, we have a friend that is uh, attending Liberty uh, by uh, e, uh, internet. Online. online, yeah, online. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, yeah. she's on the dean's list. So, but, uh, <laughs> nice. So, and I was watching – and I was sitting there, and I saw the, after the game, and like I said, I don't remember which game it was. It doesn't, this, that doesn't matter. But I noticed, and I told my wife, I said, look. I said, Liberty's lined up. They got the other team lined up, and then one of the Liberty girls comes out there and prays uh, at the end of the game. And, uh, and that leads me to, to this question is, what started that? It's kind of a three-parter. What started that? Have they always done that, or is that something that, that you brought and have you ever had any team say, no, we're not going to do that? And I guess this kind of ties in with that. Have you ever caught any flack over it? Yeah, Liberty has always done that. When we first got there, we started to, with the other team, we'd invite them to pray, you know, together with us. And we'd go around the pitching circle. Then I changed it to where we were around home plate so the fans could also hear and be a part of it. With COVID, the thing, instead of saying we're not going to do it, I was like, let's just line up on the lines. And um, I would say maybe only one or two colleges have not engaged in our invite to pray. Uh-huh. And it, I mean, I might miss a couple, but maybe, maybe two. Oh, good. And, um, you know, what I do is, when we shake hands and we used to be able to shake hands, um, I would always invite each and every one of them to say, if you'd like to, we'd love for you to join us yeah. in a prayer together. Yeah. So it's really their choice yeah. if they want to or not. Um, but there have been ones where the team automatically goes out into right field or left field and, and then we'll invite them and they'll all come, you know, but uh, you know, if, if the other team doesn't join us, we still pray. Yeah. You know, because. Well, that impressed me much, I'd yeah. say. I, 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 well, I liked seeing that. I really, you know, and I tell you, and I was pulling hard for y'all too. So, <laughs> anyway. Well, we I tell you, we had our chances. You I've did. been at, in the game a long time, and JMU and us were head-to-head. They got it done. We did not. They went on and ended up probably tied for third, uh-huh. you know, in, in the country. So well done for JMU. Oh yeah. You know, they, yeah. They, they everything they had three super regionals behind their belt and and for us we were right there and I think that our players know that we were right there and we have additional players coming in with all our pitchers returning and you know well, that's what that's another couple joining so. Well that's what I I believe I didn't didn't I see this week um 
because I I went on Facebook and I like the Liberty Softball page. Man, I'm following y'all now everywhere you're going. So uh, everybody, please do. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, didn't I see this week that uh, you happen? Uh, I think you signed some. And cor- please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you signed somebody out of Florida, and then didn't you get a player from I think Washington? Yes, and Michigan. Wow. Oh, and wow. Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We've got the most valuable player from the NJCAA, the Junior College National Championship. Okay. Um, they ended up winning the national championship, Florida Southwestern, or Southwest Florida, and um, so Janessa Plummer. So we look forward to seeing her. We also, from Washington, got a shortstop who redshirted this year behind Sis Bates. So she'll be with us for four years, and that's Reagan Barrett. And then we have Lou Allen. Uh, she has one year left because of COVID, yeah. and she um, wants to be at Liberty. She does not know the Lord. Okay. She knows of the Lord, but she just felt, and this is when God is he's amazing. <laughs> she, just, she just was like, I feel I'm being led to Liberty. Well, good. So I am so excited to see what God has in store. And you guys, it's not just that they're great athletes. It's that when you see the Lord working, um, you know, and you're able to, with a servant heart, you know, to be able to be there uh, just to introduce him, to um, educate when you can about the Lord and strengthen those, the relationship that, many have and including yourself mm-hmm. we're just so blessed at liberty university that we can do it and you know you talked about you know conservatism and and really it's uh there's a lot of people longing for faith-based schools and are longing to get out of you know what you're finding in the liberalism and the secular mm-hmm. schools that- and it really comes down to love you know, it's really about, you know, do you, do you love people enough to share the truth? That's right. Right. You speaking to that about people wanting them type of schools. I know when my wife and I was there and uh, we were there for two or three days and, uh, and, and as we walked on the campus and we went up there where they do the, uh, what's that up there on the mountain? Oh, it's left me. Uh, the snowflex. That's it. That's it. We went up there and uh, and looked at all of that. I mean, we walked we walked that campus. I've I've got a hundred miles on that campus, and uh, we went everywhere. And and I told my wife, I said, you know, I said this place. I said now I know there's a whole lot bigger schools. I mean, you have, you know, I'm I'm originally from North Carolina, you know, so you know I've always been a Tar Heel fan. Uh, but I mean, you have those type of schools. You got Ohio State. You got the Floridas, and I know their campuses are big, and I know they're they they have all kind sprawled of sprawled out, exactly. Yeah, sprawled out. But but I I told my wife, I said, you know what? I said this being a private uh, college or university, I said this place is nice, and I said the thing is, it's the Lord's, and it should be. Yeah. And I and I said I said this place is top notch. I mean, it's top shelf stuff. Uh, when you go up there and you start looking at where they play basketball, looking at that softball complex that you guys have, uh, you know, I've watched some videos off of YouTube and hearing you talk about that. And, and, and as I said, me and my wife going in there and looking at it and I'm like, you know what, this right here is as nice as anything in the country. 
Well, I told you eight years ago when my husband and I walked on Liberty University's campus for the first time, it was very humble, humble, humble beginnings. We had a double wide trailer for our offices, the uh, umpire room, the locker room for the girls. <laughs> and, and but right away, one week being there, I was brought into an office, a big conference room with architects and contractors. And they said, coach, what do you want in a stadium? And they built it. And you, you look at Liberty University right now, it is about a faithfulness of believers that gave Liberty Mountain, bought this property and said, we want to have a Christian school that will honor you, Lord. And even through the years, I think four or five times the school might've went bank, almost bankrupt, but yet it was able to sustain itself. Started online back in the eighties where they sent out the beta tapes, you know, the uh -huh. VHS yeah. tapes way back when. And it was the Lord really saying, are you faithful? Are you trusting? Are you? And the answer was yes, yes, yes. And so when you look at the campus right now, you guys, in the past, I'd say six years, it has like, it is gorgeous. It's amazing. I mean, state of the art yeah. um, from the Freedom Tower, which is a school of divinity that has a classroom on each level. Yeah, I've been to the and top of that. I mean, the indoor track with the, you look at the uh, the 200 meters and it has the hydraulics on the curves to give that velodrome curve to it. The natatorium, Olympic sized pool with not just spring diving, but platform diving. Mm -hmm. The baseball stadium, the football stadium, the football indoor arena, their uh, practice field. And they're now they're building a 75,000 indoor field for or indoors for baseball, softball, and lacrosse. So wow. we can play and hit real balls, right? They're enclosing our outdoor cages. Um, the School of Business building, it has the second moment by moment of the, what would you call that? The stock exchange, you know, uh -huh. how that goes around. The law school is ranked top, what, five or eighth in the country. Yep. And it has a replica of the Supreme Court. You know, um, I, hmm. it's unbelievable, you guys. I mean, to see it. We have two indoor arenas for basketball, volleyball, convocation where everyone on campus comes, worship, you know, music, mm -hmm. uh, worship for 15 minutes, announcements, and then a guest speaker. Uh, just um, ranging from the president of the United States to Kirk Cameron, when, to uh, Stefan Curry, to the soul surfer, I go on and on. Yeah, uh, it, It's unbelievable. And it's really fake. The Lord is faithful, you know, and uh, he is. when you're faithful to him, but we got to do it right. I mean, look at football now is FBS ended up 17th in the country last year. Oh yeah. Uh, baseball made regionals. We made regionals. We're ranked 25th in the nation RPI 19th. The highest was seven, 11 out of 296 softball programs, division one. Uh, but also look at basketball last four years, champions been in March madness, um, COVID mm -hmm. qualified, but didn't have March madness. So I'm saying this humbly, you know, to say these are factual, we say rise with us. I mm. mean, it's unbelievable. Um, it really is. And we're doing it just with servant hearts, That's right. servant hearts, just loving God, loving people and the gifts that each person's been given, whether it's to become a minister, whether it's to use their love for business or health sciences um, nursing, I can go on and on art, the, the movies that come out, Christian movies, uh, 
you guys, I hope, you know, I just encourage all of you to just say, what, what talent has the Lord given me? What passion? And just go for it. Because yeah. you're going to hear a lot of negative things. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. But as a guest on the show, I'm just trying to tell you, just trust the gifts God's given you. Follow your passions and glorify him. And doors may shut, but boy, a lot of windows were open. Um, or the, the ones that you're meant to, to do is going to happen for you. That's you know? right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to oh, do something real quick. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Kaylee playing softball. She wants to come in, come in here and say hello to say here. Hey. Tell us. Come on in. How are you, young lady? Good. <laughs> good. Well, what grade are you in? Fifth. We're going okay, into, good. Going I into the sixth. I can talk to you. There's no NCAA <laughs> compliance violation. <laughs> she, you're, uh, are you, now you, um, we're coming up for a camp next week. Fantastic. Are you going to be there? I will not be there. Oh. Coach Sammy will be there. Coach Fagan will be there. Um, we got Lex will be there, uh, Coach Cassidy. My husband's birthday was Monday, and we had a camp. Oh. So I promised him that we'll take off. We're going to go to Florida for a couple of weeks. Oh, well, I can understand that. But she's going to be at the camp. Uh, she's looking forward to that. You're going to love it. So, love it. Uh, but, yeah, this is that's, this is Miss Kaylee, and so she had her first year of, uh, of softball. I love it. So uh, th- I, I want to be – I want to be – you want anything else we want to say, Kaylee? Nope. <laughs> she she's she's a lady a few words and so but uh, go get mommy right quick. Well, she looks like uh she looks like that she's going to be broadcasting or something like that. <laughs> she's liable to be. Uh, I want to be respectful of your time cuz I know I know you you've had a busy day and there's so much uh there's so much more I, I I mean I had a I got I wrote two pages worth of questions but I want to, I want to be respectful of your time because I know you're tired oh, and all. And we, as long I am good, whatever you need, I'm back home. So I do want to, I do want to say, well, I do want to say this because my wife gave me this note just a minute ago, and she wanted to know if uh, if you remember a Debbie Re- Raisin, R A Y S A N. Does that name Debbie ring a Raisin? Is that her married name or? Now that, Let me tell you this. I am very good with faces, so show me a picture. But oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I am sure if she's in softball, I've met her through how many fifty years, you know? Probably so. But forty but, years of playing. But let she, me go see if I can grab Mama. Go see if you did. She she wanted us to tell you to give you a Florida hello because she's oh in Florida. Oh my gosh, hello, so yes, she, uh, the, absolutely. She lives there now, and I think that was one of my wife's. That was one of my wife's coaches. Uh, there and so uh, she wanted us to make sure we passed that along. Oh, but that's I, sweet. But I also wanted to say this. I, you know, I don't know about you, Coach, but um, I, this is my little one right here. He's now he's not going to say anything. But uh, I don't know. He looks like he <laughs> might want to. He can tire up something. I don't know how much he's going to say, but he can tire up something. But uh, I said uh, I'm going to do like we did last time with our other other guest, and after we get off here. If we, if me and Kelly can stand next to the TV and oh, get a virtual okay. picture with you, that would be great. That'd be awesome. All right. Yeah. But I, I don't know about you, Coach, but I know, you know, a lot of people, they have bucket list. You know yeah. what, you know what I'm talking about? I do. Well, I have, I have that too, Coach. So, so here, here's, here's what's, here's something that's on mine. So I thought, well, I'm going to ask Coach about this. What would it take for me to be able to be a bat boy 
for the Lady Flames at a game next season. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What, what kind of uh, well, test do I have to pass to do that? Well, I think you just have to show up and ask. You know? <laughs> and because your daughter is not recruitable at this point, she's not a prospective student athlete, you do have a chance. Oh, okay. That's all I needed to hear, Coach, is that I got uh, a chance. If you would have said if you would have said you have a half a percent chance, not even one percent, he'd have still took it because heck, that's a chance. That's okay, right. I love it. That's right. I still have a chance because I know when when my wife and I were there uh, a couple of week a few weeks ago, we were talking about how we would like to bring Kaylee and, and the whole family. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, work out a time where we can come and see a game. You know, over a you know, weekend. Absolutely. Or You're going to love this. Our schedule for next year. Do what 2022. now? Is it You're already? You're going to love this. Okay. Our schedule for next year. Okay. Uh huh. North Carolina is coming to play us. Really? Wow. Yes. Oh. Duke. Duke is coming to play us. I hope you beat the socks off. Ten- <laughs> Tennis- Tennessee is coming to play us. Wow. No- Notre Dame will be on campus to play us. JMU will come to play us. Rutgers will come to play us at our place. Um, We will be going for the first two weekends Uh down to Florida for the spring games. That big tournament? And that'll be in Leesburg. And we'll play – I'm not sure who we'll get, but we have the opportunity to play Missouri, Kentucky. um, Northwestern, I believe, is coming. We'll have South Illinois or Southern Illinois. We'll have a lot of other ones. Uh, We'll play UCF while we're down there. Uh Uh-huh. so we will be hosting the ASUN Conference Tournament okay. Championship. Wow. So cool. we'll have a lot of home games this year. So it's going to be fun. Get everybody out. I just want to sell it all out. <laughs> We've got a huge berm in right field. Yeah. You know, just get it going. And as we continue to grow, get more seating in the stadium. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it sounds like it is. I want to, I want to, like I said, I want us to try our best to, uh, to be able to get there because I, I was so we were. I have to admit, we were so hoping that you were going to be there uh, this week. But I can completely well, understand why not. I apologize for not being there next week, but I will for all the other ones. You know. Um, to clarify, and, uh, the uh, the age on recruiting that is, is yeah. like the eleventh grade and up. Is that the usually? The but for softball, seventh grade. Oh wow! Wow! And up for camps, yes, seventh grade and up. That's. I wanted something real quick, and and. and this might be changing gears completely. What do you think about uh, colleges recruiting kids so young like that? Well, we changed the rules now, which because all of us recognized it was a little too much. So we had sixth graders, seventh graders verbaling. A lot of the verbaling is because, one, if the entire family goes to that school, you can understand it. But mm-hmm. a lot of TV exposure for those of you listening, don't may not realize, but um, the highest viewed sports right now in college or college football is number one, then men's basketball, and then softball. Yeah. Wow. So cool. there's huge softball is getting a lot of attention from athletic directors to the NCAA and everything. So what's happening now because of TV exposure is a lot of young kids look and go, oh, look on TV. So they want to go there. Mm-hmm. So it's six and seven you know, grade, they're like, oh, I'm going to go there, and they verbal. Well, what happens is if they don't continue to get better, the school might say, well, you know, sorry, yeah, right? Or they might change their ideals, you know, or realize 
that, wait a minute, I don't want to be that far away from home or they already have four short stops. So why am I going there? Get, you know, different things. Mm -hmm. So the nice thing right now is we cannot talk to a prospective student athlete or respond to emails or text messages uh, until September 1st and beyond of their high school years, if ju their junior year and up. Okay. Yeah. So September 1st of their junior year up to the senior course, okay. right? Mm. So if we have camps and they're on campus, we can do camps and we can talk to them, of course, but we cannot talk to them about recruiting. Oh, yeah. We can't ask them to come to Liberty. You know, we're there to help mm. them with their skills, you know, to be help them talk to them about recruiting NCA compliance, things like that, and the and the parents. Oh, okay. But the basic thing is for anyone listening that has a daughter who plays, make sure she goes to NCAA.org, and then you could have you know backslash, uh, you know eligibility center or go to the eligibility center and get an NCAA official NCAA number, mm -hmm. and that in the eligibility center when she gets in high school it'll have. It'll take record of all her 16 core classes that are required, her ACT and or SAT. The testing centers will send it to that number on the eligibility center. And basically, it'll let the NCAA know and college coaches that she is a qualifier because her GPA and test scores are high enough passing the minimum requirements. Okay. So if she's a non-qualifier because her grades are not there or test scores, then she only has a few options, right? Which is to go to a four-year for one year and prove that she can handle the load of college or go to a junior college, mm -hmm. right? Um, or to go to a trading if she wants a trade school or something. But if it's softball, in order to compete, she'd have to be at a junior college in order to play ball. But keep good grades, best ACT, SAT scores you can, and then you'll be a qualifier and you can go wherever you want to go. I know if uh, if the Cato and Church, if we had any kind of money, uh, and this uh, NIL deal that's going on now among college, we'd, yeah. we'd, hey, somebody on Liberty Softball, we'd uh, we'd we'd take care of them. But hey, we're just as we're we're as broke as a convict right now, so there ain't never been a whole lot we can do. Well, hey, right now you can become agents. Say, hey, we'll support you. Go out, get some money for players. They're all able to do that. We cannot help them as a coaching staff. We not we cannot help um, them get money as sponsorships or whatever if we're employed by any university, right? Uh -huh. Or if you're a booster. But if somebody does not fall into those categories, um, they are able to help get five hundred dollars here, a thousand here, five thousand, ten, a hundred thousand, whatever yeah. they can. And these players are now able to to get money. Yep, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next several years. Personally. Uh, Personally, I, I'm I, I'm I'm of the opinion that the uh, the whole NCAA model itself is broken. It needs to be rebuilt from the bottom up. That, that's just my opinion, but I just think it, there's a lot. It's really stringent. I mean, o overboard on some things. Well, the interesting thing with this one for the name, image, and likeness, it's called NIL, right? Different than NLI, which is the National Letter of Intent that's signed right. for scholarships. The difference with this is I have heard the NCAA is reacting to what government 
is doing in different states, mm. you know, where whether it's parents or whatever are suing or representatives or senators or whatever are saying, right. wait a minute, if schools are making money from sports, then these players in their mind should also have the right to their name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it's more reactive than them coming right. up with it, but it's it's going to be, well, the Bible tells us <laughs> how interesting <laughs> as we get closer to the end times, what does right. it say? The world will be no, more like what? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sodom and, and Gomorrah and, and yeah. the times <laughs> of Noah. That's right. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we before we get out of here, I did have one other quick question, and I I, I won't bother you anymore. The uh, I noticed, it's and I was telling, <laughs> I noticed, I was telling church, I w- I was uh, going to pull up when you hit the home run in 1996 against China. It it's a, it says on YouTube it's disputed because it was down the foul line, and you can't even watch it now. There's like it's it's got a disclaimer on it on via YouTube. You're kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. So it's, and you know, I guess it, the Olympics are going to be, are they going to be in China coming up this year? Or I'm, uh, I'm Japan, this Japan. Japan. But anyway, I just, I found it very interesting. I could not find the video of you hitting a home run down the foul line. It says it's something about it being disputed. Well, you can dispute anything in life, but I can tell you when you look at the film, if you ever get to see it again, <laughs> she went right over the right fielder's head and she is, way within the fair area. However, it was a baseball stadium. So uh-huh. the rule is where the ball goes either over the fair poles, right? Call them foul poles right. or inside, mm-hmm. right? Then it's a fair ball. Yep. Well, what happened because it's baseball and is a left-handed hitter or even a right-hander hitter, the ball will tail towards the line. Yeah. So as I hit the ball and I clearly, it was over, you know, fair, but it landed foul on the baseball foul line about 200 and I don't know, 40, <laughs> 200 and, you know, yeah. 30 feet away. So way. of course, you know, you're there. They knew that it was enough for us to win potentially, you know, to have, you know, the go ahead to run home run. Yeah. Um, right. You know, they disputed it because why not? you know, see what happens. But again, it's over the fence. If it landed foul on a baseball foul line, it didn't matter. It's where it went over the softball distance fence. So there was no foul pole back then. Oh, there's a foul pole. It's really called a fair pole. It's kind of funny, but yeah, it was definitely, it's it's a home run. Right. But it was clearly, yeah, it was clearly, you know, inside to sound dramatic. I'd say a foot to the fair side of the foul pole, but it was probably, Probably a good five to six feet, you know, fair. Well, I got two words for the Chinese. Sore <laughs> losers. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but uh, Miss Dot. But here's to give China um, the feeling of that it was the right call. There were two umpires that were in line. The umpire that was in right field and the umpire behind home plate. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't argue with each other, so. And they were not uh, American umpires because you can't have your own country's umpires during your games. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So well, I well, just found it interesting that YouTube had, had I can't believe they took it off. Yeah. But again, censorship, look at where we're at. I, exactly. Yeah, I know. It. All, I know. all Christians should know this. That's we right. We all should know this. That's right. Listen, 
300 prophecies about Jesus Christ coming, the Messiah coming, were fulfilled, all 300. That's right. So the remaining prophecies, someone said 1,800. I don't know if you guys know how many prophecies are coming for the second coming of Jesus Christ. They will all be fulfilled. I guarantee And so we need to get into the word, and I mean just seek. Like reading the book of Revelation is not easy, but I tell you I found so much. Dr. Uh, Andy Woods, listening to him from Sugarland Bible Church, you know, he's, you know, what is it, slbc.org, uh-huh. unbelievable, listening to his sermons. You got Don Stewart, you got Pastor, you know, Jeremiah, you can look at um, Pastor, um, you know, Jeff, I listen to him. All of these different ones, just pull it up. That's used. I'm going to say this, it might blow your mind or your son's mind here. <laughs> I say this at camps and say it to people, who here has an iPhone? You guys have an iPhone? Yeah. Yeah, we are pretty much all have one. Okay. What is the logo of an iPhone? The Apple. The Apple. Is it just an Apple? It's got a bite out of it. Yep. What does that mean, an Apple with a bite out of it to a Christian? Well, that, that Somebody sinned. Yeah. <laughs> that it, was, yeah. it was the first temptation to mankind. Yeah. And it is not, it is not just coincidental. I'm telling you. I think I'm ready to sell mine right now. What is it about, whether it's Samsung or any phone, but I think it's right there to say this, this device is temptation. It could be used for good or bad. You know, it's a device that is a temptation. That's exactly Um, right. And so again, I still, any type of device, but it's right there in front of us. Yeah. You know, and to not notice that. So I say it because just be ready. I mean, there's a time coming. We all know Oh yeah. that everyone, everyone will see. That's right. Right. Everyone will see the Antichrist as he is killed. Every, every knee is going to bow. Right. That's right. And right. I mean, I can go on, you know, the witnesses, <laughs> the 144,000 Jews. I mean, I can go on and on. Um, but we just have to be educate ourselves and be aware and just pray. Exactly. Be ready. God continues to, to most of all. us with his armor. Exactly. I said, be ready. Most of all. That's right. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, we're looking for Jesus Christ, not the antichrist. So. That's right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the coach, we, again, first, thank you for, for taking your time to be with us. It means a whole lot to us. Uh, it's like I tell other people that we've had on, I'm not going to guarantee you being on this podcast that your stock's going to go up, but it sure blesses us a whole lot that you'd spend some time with us. <laughs> so. Well, it's a blessing uh, to me, you guys. And I tell you, anytime you get the chance, you know, to be able to share the word and, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of my life and my life stories can empower somebody to move them closer to the Lord or to get to, to want to get to know the Lord. Yeah. Or to to look at their life and say, "Wow, you know, listen, life is not easy." Some people will look and say, "Oh, Dodd, you got it all. You're an orthopedic surgeon. You know, you're coaching at the largest Christian university of the world, or one of them, and you're, you know, you're a two-time Olympic gold medalist, whatever." But life is tough. That's right. In the book of James, it says, "What through trials and tribulations you should find pure joy," and you're like, "What?" When life stinks, when it's tough, when I feel alone and sad, depressed, anxious, I should have joy. Yes, because we realize it's not about us. We need God. Well, right. We we can't be our own God. And 
and as I'm saying this, I'm saying I would have had to disguise myself as a boy <laughs> in order to play a sport that I not only loved, but was very good at when I was a young girl. I was denied opportunity to play any sport because I'm a girl. Yeah. Any. And I would ask the Lord when I was a young girl, why did you give me this talent with no opportunity? Like, what is it? God knows what he's doing. Uh, exactly. And the very day that I had a chance to play Little League Baseball, breaking in my big brother's catcher's mitt, his brand new glove, he asked me to break it in, right? He knew I had a fastball, right? <laughs> right before his Little League game, a coach saw me and came off the field after they, their game was done and said, hey, you got a great arm. How would you like to play on my Little League Baseball team? And here I knew my prayers were answered, right? Like God heard my prayer. And then what happened? He said, well, we're going to have to cut your hair really short and give you a boy's name. We're going to call you Bob. And as much as I wanted it, how many times do we want something so badly? The question is, are you willing to compromise? Yep. And I trusted. And I said, sir, thank you, but no th thank you. If I have to hide who I am, I don't feel it's right. God doesn't want us to hide who we are. That's right. We're all different. You know, we're all different for a reason. But he didn't make us. He didn't make us to sin. Well, God made me this way. No, choices. That's right. We all have a burden of, of temptation, of sin that we either act upon or not. And I can tell you that moment, I knew God had a sense of humor because years later, I married a Bob. Oh, that's what I was going to say. That's, <laughs> a, that's what I was going to say. I've, I heard, I've heard that story before, and that's one and thing that I was going to ask. And 30 minutes later, what? I discovered softball, fast-pit softball. Yep. Mm, yep. 30 minutes later. So God will honor. His time honor is perfect. His time is you're perfect. You're not compromising. And just and like I, would say, I would say that we're watching softball on TV like we are today, and a lot of it has to do with you. I mean, I don't know about that one. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. the contribution you've made, exactly. I mean, you know, and you know, you were on that first national championship team, and I'm sure that you've been intricately involved over the years of, you know, wanting it to grow and all that. So, I mean, and my wife used a bat with your name on it. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me! <laughs> so, yeah. So you know, and, and 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 real quick, just like the things you were saying, you know, being a doctor, doing what you've done with softball, even even things that that Cato and me do. It's like you, it's, it's something you touched on just a second ago. You know, you can have all of that. You can have all the accolades, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me here. You can have all of that. But apart from Christ, it's like what the Apostle Paul said it's all dung. That's it. Yep. Because Tro trophies break. It's right. Metals. <laughs> yeah. They're not as shiny anymore. Exactly. Can, and, and I'm, I'm can't take it with you. And I'm very glad for the things that you have accomplished. And 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 like Cato said, I think we I think we are where we are today with what you said about softball being the third most watched sport uh in, in of college. And and that goes back to, to folks like you. And and we're very glad of that. But it's like you said, if you if you don't have Christ though, it's waste. Yeah. It's waste. And, and, and so 
we we are glad at, at, at the Cato and Church podcast that you take a stand for Christ, and that's something my wife and I has talked about uh, before. And like I said, when I saw you guys praying after those games and stuff, and we're glad that you are you are vocal uh, about your relationship with Christ, and and even with what your husband does, we're glad of that as well. And uh, we just we just want to tell you, and, and and going back to the one girl you said that's going to be coming there from Michigan that you said doesn't know the Lord. You know we're going to pray for her, and we 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 know that you're going to be a witness to her, and I'm sure you got other players that's going to be a witness to her, and we pray that she comes to Christ because you know that's 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 what the end game is. That's what we want. We want people coming to Christ and know the Lord because as you said, one day everybody's going to stand before Him, and. Uh, yeah. And what what we as Christians know, because it's like you said, if we have studied, we know that when that day comes, and if you do not know Jesus Christ, if you are not covered in his righteousness, then he's going to look at you and, and say, be gone from me. I don't know who you are. And then it's everlasting wrath of his yeah. that's going to be upon you. So we just want to say thank you again for for being here. We, I mean, it is really humbling to us. We really appreciate that, and we do appreciate your stand for Christ. And uh, we just say, go Flames! Yeah. Go Flames! <laughs> I tell you, and I, and I mean, I, and I'm, I'm going to. I just want to. I want in closing just say something about. You know, God loves each and every one of us. And unfortunately, you hear from atheists, agnostics, you know, you hear if he loved us so much, then this wouldn't happen or this wouldn't happen. There wouldn't be death in the world. Don't blame God. No, no. You know, we're we're the ones. And when you talk about judgment, he is giving us all so much opportunity to get to know him and make the choice. There's no excuses. That's right. There, there. I, I was. It was amazing when I looked and said, look at throughout the entire world with the technology that's here to share the gospel. That's right. Right. There's very few people in the world that can really say, I never heard. But yet at Liberty, I've had a girl say, I don't know God. Right. And my I haven't heard of God. And my response is, well, he knows who you are. That's right. So ask the questions. Let your children, let your friends, let your colleagues ask questions. There, there is the answers are all in the word. That's the it. answers are there. So I challenge everyone: ask the questions. I with the team, I went over a Bible study, and we went everywhere from how do we know God exists? How do we know the Bible is inerrant, infallible, and the inspired Word of God? How do we know creation? It's creation, and not the theory of evolution. If you go through the theory of evolution, it doesn't follow any science. And then then I can, how do we know Jesus is who he says he is, right? Ask those questions, even if you think that they know it. That's right. Because if you go through scripture, if they don't believe that the Bible is really inspired by God, but it's made by men who are just writing stuff down. So, I mean, I'm like, I'm all into it, you know, and it's like, find it. Prophecy is a testimony of Jesus Christ. Right. There's no man who can say in 2,500 years this is going to happen. In 400 years, this is going to happen. I mean, if the Bible was fake, then why do you have it listed specific names, places, has prophecy? You know that it says that Jesus the Messiah would be betrayed with 30 pieces of silver. That's right. If it was a fake Bible, wouldn't it say, well, some money or 
he'd be betrayed <laughs> by something. Yeah. You guys, specific. let's wake up. That's Let right. us wake up. Exactly. And right. the Dales and the Jews, Bob and I went to Israel. Unbelievable experience. And four different men, four different occasions, all of them said who now are Bible believers, right? That's what they call it instead of Christians, right? Mm -hmm. Bible believers. They said, God opened my eyes. That's it. Wow. And he had put a veil over the Jewish people. Why? For the church age, for us Gentiles to get to know him. And now the eyes are starting to be open that Jesus Christ is the Son of Man, the Son of God, That's right. the true Messiah. That's right. It's, the gospel's going to spread. The gospel's going to spread. He said it is. So, and, and it, like you said, that's in his word, and I'm going to believe it, and it's going to spread. So, And our, our judgment, the Bema seat, right? Everyone thinks, oh, no, all the bad stuff I've gone. Like you said, the Bema, site, Bema seat of judgment is going to be for those of us that know Christ, and he's going to see him, the righteousness of him is in us. It's not going to be our bad. It's going to be like, what crowns have you earned with the work you've done as right. you trusted me and believed me? That's right. So, right. Oh my gosh. I can go on with the tribulation <laughs> period, the sheep and goat judgment. Right. And then the great white throne or for those that don't believe yep. you're going to be in front of Jesus one way or another exactly. in judgment. Right. Thank, thank, I mean, I just, I'm again, thank you. Thank you for your stand. Um, uh, and, and, you know, just keep pouring into them young ladies. And we ask, you know, we, we're just so glad that, that, uh, that you're doing that. And uh, we're just, again, thankful that uh, that you're here with us. Uh, now, when we close out, you just hang on just a minute. When we close out, I'm going to get this ended. But, again, thank you, Coach Dot. Uh, and, again, tell your husband, thank him for being so patient with me, trying to email and stuff and, and, and things like that. But uh, – we are just uh, we are again we are we are so glad that you uh, spent this time with us, and uh, we are again we're humbled by it. You just keep keep sharing that gospel, and uh, everybody as as she has said as we have said, look, you got to know Jesus before you leave this world because after that it's too late. At the, at the Cato and Church podcast, we we Jesus he didn't suggest this. He commanded this, and he said, look, repent and believe the gospel. And that's what we want to leave people with. Everybody, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, live if you did that. Uh, and then you can catch this on all of our uh, podcast platforms. Email us, Church at gmail.com. But again, thank you, everybody, for listening. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. God bless everyone. Thanks for having me, you guys. Thank you.